Hi, you're listening to Kate and Catherine, and we're going to show you how to find your Prince Charming so that you can finally live happily ever after <laughs> forever and ever. No. No. <laughs> no. We are definitely not going to do that. We are sick of that story, and it's a lie. It is a lie. You're listening to The New Truth, a modern woman's guide to extraordinary love. We are going to show you how the fairy tale love story stops you from experiencing the love you truly desire. Listen to hear how to break free from sacrifice and struggle in relationship. And learn the new truth about love in a way that you've never heard it before. We're so happy you're here. Keep listening. Hello, hello, welcome. Welcome to the New Truth Podcast. Episode 74 with my beautiful and dear friend and practitioner, Nicole Lowe's, Your Body's Brilliance, Healing Dating Fears and Anxiety. Nicole is a fucking powerful, she's such a, she's powerful and fierce, but in such a gentle way. Um, I've known Nicole for a few years now. She was my somatic experiencing practitioner. She helped me heal some trauma in my nervous system. And she is very deeply gifted at this work. Um, so gifted that I brought her with me to Greece to one of my immersions and uh, last, I guess the last one that happened, 2019. And it was so fun having her there because she's also an amazing yoga teacher. I know you're going to read the formal bio, but she's an amazing yoga teacher and she infuses somatic experiencing, which is really knowing how to anchor into your body and how to really be in your body. And I, I think this episode is so important because that's all we talk about. Like every episode, it's about getting mm -hmm. out of your head and into your body and letting your body lead. But so much, so many of us have trauma that blocks us from being able to actually hear the messages or distinguish the messages of our bodies. So your body is brilliant. And this is a really amazing conversation that's so important for women, especially around love. And what I loved about her in this conversation is it made things simple. Like the way she speaks really like it, there's 8 billion books about trauma, right? Like there's yes. trauma things all over Instagram all the time. And trend. she like helped make sense of what's happening. And I really, really appreciated her vulnerability. She's single and she's dating. She shared about what that's looked like for her and how she's navigating it from the principles she's teaching you in this episode. And so we knew that this was an essential conversation. And if you're someone who, yes, has been following along with us, hearing us talk about the body and being like, how do I do that? Like, how do I get in my body? This is the episode for you. So I will introduce her. So Nicole supports people in shifting out of survival and into flow through her one-on-one -on -one work and her online programs. All too often, we focus on what's wrong and on trying to find the answers to fix everything. Nicole's work is based instead on emphasizing that you are already whole. For her, the importance lies in becoming more connected with yourself by understanding the language of your body and your survival philosophy. By building your capacity and regulation at a nervous system level, your resiliency will only increase. It's from within this place that you'll shift from surviving your way through life to thriving and accessing more of your truth. 
as a somatic experiencing practitioner, Feldenkrais practitioner, and yoga teacher, her knowledge of the body, mind, and soul greatly influences how she supports others from a very intuitive, energetic, and somatic place. She looks forward to supporting more people and discovering the knowledge that lies within us all so we can become more connected to ourselves and each other and make lasting positive change together in this world. And her signature program, I think, is called Discover. Mm-hmm. Um, and self-study course. So if you enjoyed this episode and you like Nicole, all the links to follow her and her work are below. And we always, as usual, appreciate hearing from you and what you think of this episode. May this inspire you. And, and really she lays out clear practices. Like you, you'll hear at the, near the end of the episode, Kate asks her to literally do what do I do before a date? What do I do on a date? And what do I do after a date to stay connected to my wholeness? And it's incredible. Yes. Incredibly supportive. And one of my favorite things about Nicole is she's, I mean, she's a small town girl. She's just like so genuine. She surfs. She lives in, right now she's living on Vancouver Island. She's just so down to earth, so genuine, so real, so heart and just like easy, easy to love. Um, so Yes, you're going to love her up. This is um, such an important episode that all women need to hear. Enjoy. Enjoy. Hello, hello. Welcome to the New Truth Podcast. Very excited about this episode with my beautiful, amazing, powerful, magical friend um, who started out. Oh, yeah, actually, I always just think of you as a friend, but you did start out as my practitioner, my somatic experiencing practitioner, um, who's just absolutely brilliant in every way and just has the most. I just love you so much. I'm so happy to share you with our community and talk about the overwhelm of dating and like um, so much of what Catherine and I teach is about the body and about getting out of our heads, getting out of our saboteur, getting out of our inner child, not letting these parts of ourselves lead and really reconnecting with our bodies and without a healthy regulated nervous system, that's not possible. So I am so excited for this conversation because so many women, I feel like they follow all these strategies to do dating better or to do relationships better. But when the nervous system is dysregulated, like good luck, you know, your saboteur will take the wheel. You don't really have a choice when your nervous system is out of whack and you're overloaded. So I'm, yeah, just super excited to have this conversation with you. I'm really excited to be here. Yeah. 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 I think there's a lot in what you just said, right? I love that you guys really work with the saboteur because the saboteur ultimately is your survival patterns. It's you in dysregulation. So, so much of what you, you already are putting out there into the world is such valuable information for us all to pay attention to me included. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We're all on this journey. Totally. It doesn't matter who, how much of an expert you are, like we still have to do the work ourselves. And that's so important. So tell me, I would love to start with your, like, where did you tell us about your nervous system before, (laughs) before you heard about it, somatic experiencing and also, and trauma nervous system. And then also 
like through your story, I'd love to hear for those women listening who have no clue what somatic experiencing is, what nervous system, what the nervous system even is, what it does, how it impacts us. Obviously let's go into that as well, Mm -hmm. but yeah, I'd love to hear your sort of before and after story. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm warning ignorance is bliss so if you don't want to listen to this podcast and become aware don't listen but it's already true. too late because you've been listening to those podcasts so <laughs> but that's definitely where I started off was definitely ignorance is bliss I I was very free I always had a very free lifestyle where I had the freedom to make a lot of choices to live a really amazing life with a lot of travel a lot of exploration and discovering and playing and it was really fun and in it I was teaching yoga I was teaching surfing and I was literally traveling traveling the world doing that but I always felt there was something missing there was always this like yeah life is amazing and do I really know myself especially as I was Mm -hmm. diving more into yoga I also started doing the Feldenkrais training which is another body-based practice which is all about exploring what your patterns and your habits are and how in how you move. So you can learn to be more efficient within yourself. And it's like this free lifestyle and this self-exploration that I was doing in really discovering and unraveling who I am, but it felt very surfacey. It felt very like, yeah, I'm getting to know myself, but yeah, it was ultimately this journey of like, okay, there's more to me and to us as human beings And I want to know more. And it actually took me a while to get into somatic experiencing. I had a lot of friends, a lot of mentors who were like, this is the missing link. You need to go there. But I was like, why? My life is good. I'm just floundering around. This is great. Um, But deep down, I knew there was more to me and to us human beings that I wanted to know about. And I still have a very clear memory of my first day of my somatic experiencing training, which is... I mean, the first beginning stages of that training is two and a half, three years. After that, there's all kinds of special, more advanced programs you can take. So it's like day one, no idea what I was getting myself into. And the facilitator spoke and it was like, oh my gosh, everything you're saying, it's like, I already know. I just didn't have the words for. And it was like the Mm -hmm. next piece for me of unraveling and understanding myself from such a different perspective. So with somatic experiencing, it allows, and, you know, to be clear, somatic is just means of the body. Like you guys said, you, you too focus a lot on what's happening in the body and what somatic experiencing focuses on is not just what's happening in the body, but what's happening within our survival physiology, what's happening within our nervous system at the survival state, ultimately, And this is so valuable to pay attention to because a lot of other modalities focus more on the higher brain. And this modality focuses more on the lower reptilian brain. Like how am I surviving this situation and how am I stuck still in my trauma trying to survive something? And how do we shift out of that in this nervous system state so that the rest of us moves out of survival and into more flow, less stuck, more expansive, less contracted, all these things. So by paying attention to the body and the language of the nervous system, especially at the survival level, we can really recognize where we're stuck, where we're holding ourselves back, where we're protecting ourselves so that we stay in air quotes safe 
so that we don't have to feel what we didn't get to feel when we were going through these certain situations. Mm-hmm. And that just made so much sense to me. It was like, oh, that's why I keep running into the same patterns. That's why I keep doing the same behavior over and over again or reacting the same way over and over again. And even like, I think that the, the most confusing thing for people until they know about the nervous system is like, I remember this back in my first five years of my journey, even five years into my journey, I had so much self-awareness. I had so many tools. I had all the things, but then when jealousy would come up for me, I would still be in such a hyper reactive state and it would feel like, like life or death. I've got to attack right now. I've got to freak out. Like it was like a monster possessed me, which is partly where I was inspired by the, the saboteur work and, and naming that part of ourselves because it didn't feel like me. It felt like a monster would take over and then I would turn into a six-year-old child after. It was like the monster came to protect the little girl. Yep. And then and then like five minutes later, I would be under the covers crying and be so embarrassed that I reacted that way to my boyfriend. And it and I felt so much shame because I'd I'd, you know, spent twenty-five thousand dollars on my coach's training, like and had self-study and had had so deeply known myself, and yet I still didn't know how to break free from it. Mm -hmm. And I think for me, like when I, when I discovered the nervous system, that's when things really started to shift. And I mean, somatic experiencing work, even with, even with, you know, any type of stress, it's obviously helps with, because dating is really overwhelming. And like we were talking about before, it's like life is already stressful enough. And then you throw in online dating apps and this constant, like other people's energy and constantly dealing with these highs and lows and extremes and, and letdowns and disappointments, the, how intense and um, painful that can be if you're so, if you're dysregulated within yourself, how your inner world is so dictated by what's happening outside of you. And then you just feel like this roller coaster ride. I remember when I first worked, I had with Irene Lyon, I had, um, I think I had four sessions with her years ago before I met you. And I had four sessions. And at the time, I, my adrenals were so shot. I was so stressed out that I was overwhelmed even walking near a busy street. Like I couldn't even handle that stress. And I had four sessions with her and then it was gone. And then I just felt like totally present, totally in my body, totally happy again. It was just like, whoa, all the same stressors were still in my life, but they didn't impact me the way they did. So it's, it's such a fascinating thing to me, this idea of like, and, and also, you know, I think people get tired of talk therapy and like you, you talk, 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 talk. And then, you know, it takes so much for things to change. It takes so much work to make things change. So it's, to me, it kind of feels like magic to be able to address the body and to be mm-hmm. able to just have these and sessions are so subtle. And so like, you wouldn't think it's doing anything, but so fucking powerful and potent. Like, it's just amazing how it unhooks and yeah. Yeah. It's so, it can be so simple, right? We're so stuck in a, in something trying to survive. And just by a simple invitation, our body doesn't want to be stuck. We don't want to be stuck trying to survive, but we have to allow the space and the curiosity to discover 
what it's like to get slightly uncomfortable. And usually it's like literally just this tiny little bit of discomfort, even though it feels like you're going to die in that moment. Yes. It's like, oh, a little bit of discomfort. And all of a sudden you, I talk about riding waves. It's like, I'm feeling this activation. I'm feeling this discomfort. I'm feeling this response. And if I allow myself just a little tiny bit more space to be in it, we want to move through it. Like our system wants to move through and come to the other side of realizing, whoa, okay, I'm, I'm not in danger. I survived and I'm okay. And oh, now I get to really settle into feeling safe and feeling connection again. Because when we're stuck in these patterns of, of survival, it's impossible to connect because yeah. we, are, we are just I trying to survive yes. versus being we in this together and feeling connection and feeling um, safe and feeling like we can really express ourselves as who we are instead of just living out of that survival. Mm. This is so powerful. And I keep thinking about how I love that you just affirmed, like when you are in survival, you can't connect. Mm -hmm. And that's like the gift and curse of personal development. And I think at a pattern level, the in all these years of intensity around mindset work and personal development has actually birthed now all the intensity on body because people are seeing like, oh, it's not uh, only mindset. And we have a, my saying in my coaching that I think I want to have a t-shirt is like, I'm an animal first. Mm, that's the mindset it. that everybody takes. Like as soon as they begin working with me, like that's session one and the freedom away from what so many women do is make personal personality problem. Like, oh, I'm struggling with this because I'm not enough. I'm struggling with this because I haven't read enough books. Mm -hmm. I'm struggling with this because I just need more 20,000 more workshops mm -hmm. rather than, oh, I'm struggling with this because my body is stuck in these places, or I'm struggling with this because this has been a longstanding pattern of stress and overwhelm, or I didn't get my needs met, or I lived this way in my childhood, it gave, at least for me, that's what gave me permission. Cause I was deeply involved in personal development when I was a love addict, <laughs> like doing all the personal development. And I was coaching and I'm on again, off again with my boyfriend, like insane pain. And you no, it almost normalizes, not that it's, we want codependency and love addiction to be normal, but it normalizes why we're struggling like I'll never forget my first um, coach saying, Catherine, you were set up to behave this way in relationship. And in that moment, that validation melted my system so I could actually begin doing the work that I needed to do mm. to heal. And so not only if you're in survival mode, can you not connect? A lot of people are choosing partners from survival mode. Mm -hmm. And so I say, if you, you will not know if someone actually values you for who you are and sees the soul of who you are, unless you're in a connected state, if you're in survival, you'll make a very different choice in partner than from the truth of who you are in your soul. So what are the signs? Like when you're if we're doing this survival mode, what would maybe be the beginning of what your survival mode might look like? Because maybe a woman's just like, I'm, I love that your story is like, I'm fine. I'm, I'm living the greatest life. Right. Cause that might be true, you know, for someone. And then there's the people that are probably very clear. They're getting caught in codependency and, and toxic patterns, but what might, what are all the ways that survival mode 
<laughs> all the ways. All the ways. <laughs> How much time do we have? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think what's really valuable is learning two things. First, that you're already whole. Yes. Right? Because when we recognize that, there's not always, because not everyone yet has access to this, but when we access the knowing that we're whole and we can experience what that feels like, then we know when we're coming from that place. And mm. to me, that feels a lot more anchored. It feels a lot more you know, fluid as well. And it feels a lot more clear. It, it doesn't feel chaotic like a survival pattern does. So when we can learn that we're already whole and really have that felt experience and knowing of what that feels like, that makes it easier to recognize when we're not in that. So when we're in that more of a survival state, there is more chaos there. We're responding more. I, what I often see is like, it's like I come out of my body and I'm in my head and it's just like all up here and I'm talking faster and I, I can't even really grasp what I'm thinking about and I don't even have access to my body. Or when I access my body, there's a lot of anxiousness, right? Mm-hmm. I like Even when I'm talking about it, I'm talking in a very different way than when I access wholeness. And it's just like, there I am, right? So to really start to get curious about this idea of being already whole versus the survival pattern. And again, this concept of wholeness might just for some be a concept that just invite the awareness of, oh, maybe this is possible. I don't really know what this means yet or feels like, but I've got a little bit of an idea Yes. And for those of you that do resonate with the word and can experience in your body what that means, start to get to know that. So then you know when you're in that and when you're not in that. Yeah. And I bet there's like for some women, there's like a moment, you know, whether it's Shavasana at the end of a yoga class or um, walking in the forest or like most of us have at least a moment that we can remember where you just feel like everything's okay and you're just really present and feeling relaxed in your body and really like smelling and you're really in your body. And I feel like that, like it's such an anchor when you talked about the talking fast thing, I was like, holy, that was me. And I still can go into it in moments. And I know that's when I'm in protection. Yeah. But they're like, when I was in my twenties, I had chronic anxiety and my protective mechanism was pleasing and wanting everyone to like me. And whenever I would talk, I would talk so fast and my friends would be like, wait, slow down. I don't, I don't understand. And I was like a fire hose, but I was, I was so not in my body. The only thing in my body was anxiety. (laughs) Like I was not home. And even my, the tone of my voice was really high pitched and it was like, and yeah, so it's, it just it makes so much sense. Like, oh, cause my system was so dysregulated that I just couldn't even drop into it. Yeah, exactly. So then the more we become aware of like, okay, this is me and my wholeness, then I can recognize when I'm in these patterns, like you're mentioning what I like to speak of or recognize within these patterns is they're my allies like in the past these saboteurs these these survival patterns served purpose yes so then there can be this recognition of like oh this is stepping in it's Mm -hmm. here to protect me it's here to help me and give recognition of that maybe even appreciation that might not always be there but this like 
oh, you serve purpose, you have value. And what I find that does is it allows a little bit of differentiation of I am not that. Yes. I am still whole. Yet there's this fragmentation of me that's stepping in and trying to fight the war or trying to protect me or trying to please, you know, all the things. Mm-hmm. And I find just that recognition can be so powerful because we can hold space for both experiences. They're both valid. They both need to be there. And then there's room for curiosity. Okay, what happens if these allies step back slightly? So I might have to get uncomfortable and feel something that I've been avoiding feeling, but it gives some room for me to move through some of these pieces of my trauma, of of my unraveling of who I really am so that I can rely on my allies less and less. Mm-hmm. And also, I, I mean, I obviously with doing the saboteur work with my clients, I get to see how, and obviously with myself too, if you try and make them go away or be mad at them or like, you, like you, your protective mechanisms are going to get louder. When I was like, fuck you, jealousy, you're the worst. Like, get out, like, I need to cut off jealousy. And I was like, calling hypnotherapist, can you delete jealousy from my subconscious? <laughs> like, that is when it just got louder and louder. I just think of Ursula and the little mermaid where she, she gets bigger and bigger and bigger at the end. Actually, that happens in a few Disney movies, but the evil character gets bigger and bigger. And so in, in my experience, it's been like in the, that's why the saboteur works so powerful because it's about welcoming her and building a relationship with her and getting to know her, but not letting her drive your car. She does not have her fucking driver's license and that is not exactly. safe. Exactly. Yeah. And there's so much we can feel in our bodies when we're in those states, right? Yeah. When, yeah. And the more we can learn to pay attention to what we're experiencing in our body in those states, the more we can just check in. Okay. What happens if I just pause here for a moment? Can I feel my feet on the ground? Can I take a moment and wiggle my toes? Can I take a moment and take in my surroundings and not be so consumed and stuck and taken over by my saboteur, by my survival pattern, by my allies running the show, trying to drive the bus? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I want to share. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, I just was going to say, I want to share something. Actually, Chris Durkees, who mm. I know Kate knows well. My crystalline teacher. Yes. Yeah. Are you doing the crystalline training? Yeah. I'm yeah. Amazing. Yeah. So good. Hey. Mm-hmm. So one thing he said on a call we recently had um, in my community was often when people are in their survival pattern, they, they see themselves as their survival pattern. And it's like, this, I am this, this is this yes. big circle and wholeness is just a small thing that, you know, I know it's there, but I don't really have access to it. But we see ourselves as this big circle as the survival pattern. But what if you flipped that? So instead, the circle is you and your wholeness. And the survival pattern is just a little fragmentation of that. Yeah. And that really spoke to me because I can feel it. I can feel the shift within myself when I remind myself the wholeness is the big circle the survival pattern is just a small piece because we can so easily get caught up in it and it feels like we're consumed by it. So the more we can kind of create more connection with the wholeness, it becomes easier to work with these survival patterns, with our trauma, with our saboteurs, with all these pieces that show up to protect. And women who are new to the path, like 
it's just, it feels like it's your personality. Like, and mm-hmm. so that's the beauty of this journey. And obviously every episode we do of the new truth, you get to know a little more and more of like, oh, wait, okay. I'm not that. Oh, it, and, and over time you get to see that you're so much more than you think you are. But, uh, but in the beginning, we think it's our, like, for me, it's like, oh yeah, I am a people pleaser. I am jealous. I am this, I am that. And that was my identity. I didn't know that those were just protective mechanisms, split off parts of myself. I thought that was who I was. And here I am, you know, 10, 15 years later, and I'm not that anymore. Exactly. I got new patterns. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't a life without patterns. I can tell you. <laughs> we all forget that the more personal development work you do, your ego actually gets smarter. More, more powerful. Mm-hmm. Thank you for that. I, I've used the analogy that our, our mind is a grain of sand in the universe. And when you're focused on the survival pattern or when you're focused on your judgmental or critical thoughts about yourself, it's like putting your attention on a grain of sand, forgetting the universe that Mm -hmm. you are. And I love this, like you are already whole. And that was such a concept (laughs) for me. Like it's even with like, love is what you are. Like, what the fuck does that mean? You know, like, (laughs) um, but what has been the most beautiful thing for me and, and why I'm so happy to have you here is watching the sovereignty and the agency that comes back online as a result of someone doing body-based work. Like the goal is for my clients to emerge sovereign and agents of their own experiences in life. And I will try not to go down a rabbit hole of like the codependency that exists in the coaching industry right now, um, creating dependency, like you need this, um, and the miracles that occur watching someone come into their body, like the light that turns on in their eyes when they are in their body. And then the light of power and pleasure. And especially for women who wait, you know, women listening to our podcast are a lot of women waking up to the new paradigm of love and healing that dependency around being chosen or having shame about being single or like the anxiety inducing nature of dating. And so once you get like, I'm an animal first, I'm a social being, I'm designed to connect. You want to come into your body to be able to feel your intuition. And I'd love to hear your thoughts. I I recently wrote my own handout around the difference between instinct and intuition. And this feels really important around dating because a lot of people will say, well, it is my intuition. I'm in love with him. He's the one. I just feel it. Right. Or like, he's not the one for me. I did not have a good time on the date. And so (laughs) it probably would feel really supportive for women to hear that like survive, I say it's your survival instinct is very mm-hmm. different than choice point and intuition. And so how would you talk about that for women? Cause we would move into dating and how these survival patterns show up in dating. I'm so curious your thoughts. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot there. I mean, so I want to speak to our survival patterns in dating, our instincts in dating, and then our intuition. Perfect. In Perfect. Cause ultimately let's start with instincts because we are human beings. We crave connection. We need connection. We are meant to be in community. So when we're dating, if we just think of the lower brain, if we just think I am an animal, I am looking for my mate, right? I am looking to 
find someone to provide for me, support me. Yeah, it sounds old school, but that's the way we are designed, right? I'm looking for someone to procreate with or to build community with, right? Like that is always going to be there for us is this like driving factor. And what's really fascinating about that is how much our hormones drive the show in that, right? Like we can be scrolling and we see a picture of someone like that just sparks something, this release of hormones. That's just like, yes, I need that person. Like that's my, that's the one, that's the one, that's the one. Right? <laughs> that's, the that's the one. <laughs> yeah, I know. I can tell just by these three photos, six feet tall. This is <laughs> your desire for you a can, tall man is exactly. your primal brain. <laughs> Take him out of a catalog. For me. Totally. Totally. Right. There's this like providing and taking care of, like I'll be taken care of with this this person that sparks something. So I think that's really important to recognize that there there's these attractions that we have that are deeper than we can even imagine. That is just us instinctually looking for a mate and how to recognize that. I know for me, I'm familiar with the feeling of it. Like there's, it's a quick hit. It's this like Kate knows I very easily move into dream world fantasy, (laughs) right? There's this like, as, as soon as it has that quality there for me, I know that that's most likely driving the bus. Like, I don't know this person. Why am I already <laughs> planning our future together? What the hell is this? <laughs> but there's this very quick whoop. Ooh, I want that. And then, you know, you swipe right and they haven't swiped right and you, you haven't matched them. And you're like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Oh. Come on, universe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm already planning our future together. Come on, universe. Make them swipe right. <laughs> Make a match. But I think it's, it's an interesting thing to be aware of and inquire. Like when I get this quick hit of something, Mm -hmm. maybe this is more of an instinctual response. Um, Especially when say even I meet the person and then it doesn't go as planned, but I'm still kind of caught up in the fantasy of it. Like if it has that quality, I'm like red flag, red flag, red flag, back it up. So that's one thing to, yeah, just be aware of, right? Yeah. It's going to happen. It's a hundred, like it's going to happen. There, there is, I just want to speak. I just want to say one thing. There was, um, it was um, Jeffrey Platts and his partner Vanessa's interview. She was saying how, when they first, they're married and she was saying when they first connected, she, she first saw him on Facebook or something like that, that she, or they, when they first met in person, she knew this was it. And then he later in the story was like, it's very important for us to share that in retrospect, right? Like you can have a feel, like even if it's intuition, which I know you're going to go into now, you can have a feeling like, oh, something feels really good here, but you actually can't know until later, mm-hmm. you know, if, if that feeling was what you thought it was. You can think, you know, but like sometimes we get so carried away with fantasy. And I think these two get so blurred that, um, that we think it's, I mean, if I had a dollar for all the women that are like, it's my soulmate for sure, for sure. And then three weeks later, like, uh, yeah, mm -hmm, nothing. Okay. (laughs) Well, I love the diff, the instinct is it's a whoosh. Like that, that's the, yeah. when yeah. I'm doing trauma resolution work with clients, we talk about the whoosh, like it, yeah. it it's a quick flavor mm-hmm. instincts where that's not what intuition uh, feels like, but what's, what's survival pattern since you have a third category instinct of primal reptilian brain, quick 
whoosh, lust, that lust, that lust. yes, that yes. yeah. And yeah. then survival pattern looks like. Yeah, survival pattern can is more when we're falling into our patterns. It's like, what is allowing me to <laughs> not feel something or what's comfortable, what's familiar, what's allowing me to kind of stay small or stay in other cases, maybe really big and powerful, right? Like as Kate mm-hmm. also knows, I like to have the wall up and the protection. And it's like, that's the know. isolator saboteur archetype. <laughs> <Yes>. Yeah. <laughs> right. Hence why, you know, everything was awesome in my, in yeah. my life. Right. It's like, wow, I'm totally protected and good to go. I can't let anyone in. So, but I think really p- paying attention to what feels familiar, what feels like it's allowing mm-hmm. you to say air quotes again, safe in this kind of like bubble of comfort instead of being exposed and to being uncomfortable yeah I think that that's a great sign of kind of responding more from survival patterns when you're looking for something that feels good our survival patterns can also show up in ways where it's like I mean that that fantasy piece can be a survival pattern as well right so the instinct kind of kicks in but then we move into the survival pattern of fantasizing yes. or something we match with someone. And then it's like, Ooh, wait, this isn't, this is what I do the most. It's like, I match with someone. Then it's like, no, 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 no. Then yeah. I put the walls up and I protect. Right. So really looking for the familiar patterns, looking for what keeps us safe, what keeps us comfortable and really stops us from growing. Cause ultimately dating relationship is an opportunity for us to really evolve and grow and get to know ourselves. And if we're not doing that, chances are we're, we're stuck in our survival patterns. Yes. Obviously then there's also our survival patterns that keep us repeating similar patterns and to look out for those in relationship and dating. But I mean, there's so much there, but my we're all like (laughs) (laughs) ultimately it's pay attention this is such an important conversation and I was just going to say it's all it's like it's like look back (laughs) you know you might like sometimes it's like you attract the same type of man over and over again what's that Mm -hmm. pattern Mm -hmm. you know what what is your number one complaint in relationships? And as you're describing these, it's the five saboteur archetypes that I teach in my masterclass, the fantasy addict, the self-sacrificer, the, the isolator, which is the walls, the controller, which is also a different form of walls and yeah. the shapeshifter. And like, those are all these different types. Of, so, and, and, and there may be more beyond that. That's what I have seen in the women that I work with. And, and that's, but it, it's, it's like, it's such a fun thing. It, I mean, if you can look through this lens and make it fun where it's like, get to know your patterns. And mm-hmm. because when you know your patterns, you then have so much more control to not let them take over. Like to actually be in that moment where you're like, wait, what am I avoiding? And how about I just feel the feeling and stay, stay in the moment and stay present in my experience and allow myself to try something different because I know the patterns are there. And of course, sometimes the patterns are so deep that we do need deeper somatic sessions and healing to actually unwind if our nervous system is so dysregulated. 
but that's been, you know, such a fun thing on my journey and in, in the work that I do with women is just watching them take their power back by like, oh my gosh, I don't, once I know my pattern, then I can choose to not let her take over like that part of me take over. Cool. Exactly. Cause it's, you name, okay, there's the fantasy, not going to, not today, Satan, like, <laughs> thank you for coming out, but we're not going to go down that road. You don't get to drive today. We're putting you in the back seat. Thanks for coming. So much yeah. more power. So much more. And the more we can really listen to when we're moving into that, the sooner we can catch ourselves. And that's why I love the body piece. It's like, I can feel when I'm moving into that. Yes, That's the first indicator. Then I can pause and check in. There's some space here. There's choice here. I'm recognizing my allies are wanting to kick in. Saboteurs are wanting to drive the bus, but I can pause and get uncomfortable and recognize that something else is possible and out of that comes yeah taking your power back it's so true and it's so beautiful it's so empowering it's yeah so empowering and that yeah that's the best part the body like you literally is like wait a second are my are my like if you're you know the isolator the poor me whatever like you're probably your shoulders are curved in like okay sit up straight stand up straight take a breath feel your feet you know all these little cues that actually just bring you back to here and now oh okay cool I can do something different it's yeah so cool yeah so I think so trauma healing gives us our gives us choice back mm-hmm. you know and that's the limiting around yes. mindset is like oh I just do enough mindset work rather than if your body is not in a position to have access to choice yes. I'm thinking about all of our episodes I mean we did an episode on dating your type where essentially it was like run from what is familiar <laughs> Like like if you find yourself dating someone and you're like, I've met the love of my life. You just feel like home and you've known them for two days, like run, you know, what has happened is your brain and your inner child have said, Ooh, this feels like, looks like, sounds like mom and dad. Now I'm in my childhood home all over again. Um, And then the on again, off again episode where I shared about the kind of devastation of all of my friends that didn't know how to help me and how ashamed I was by that pattern. And this was, you know, many years ago, I'm like so celebrating that we now have in our culture, more access to trauma healing, more and more people are being trained. It's now the like, people aren't just hiring life coaches anymore. They're hiring people who have this awareness, but how, again, the validation of there is nothing wrong with you. There is nothing wrong with you. If you are caught in pattern, the way through is through your body, through gentleness and compassion, through getting back online, your sovereignty and your autonomy that you may not have had in childhood. And my my work is inner child work and, and trauma healing. And I'm not trained by somatic experiencing, but I did a year long um, trauma resolution training by a person who had done that among many other things, but that I don't know how to do relationship without looking at inner child work. Right. And I don't, and I don't know how to do relationship without us talking about the brain, Exactly. (laughs) you know, and I, and, and so I'd love to hear, so now intuition, like how does intuition come back online? Cause it's been, it's so funny. Like we always say, um, intuitions through the body, but I keep thinking about if I listened to this podcast, like 10 years ago, I'd be like, what? <laughs> like I'm not even in my body. So you're telling me to like, listen to my body on dates and I don't know how to do that. Uh-huh. Um, and so it feels like what, what a gift to have you on the episode right now. And I imagine there's a 
practice or even like something they can take with them right now from today on like how to bring intuition back online or little ways that Mm -hmm. someone can become more embodied. I I have a, I want to take that and turn it into something very specific. I wrote it down. I I would like you to on the spot, make up a dating guide of somatic things they could do before, during, and after to help with intuition and with like actually staying in their bodies. Oh, no pressure. <laughs> no pressure. It's like a program, Kate. I feel like you can do this though. Give them like a little taster and then you can tell them about a program. <laughs> so first I want to speak just to what intuition is because, you know, intuition is an interesting piece. It's so deep within us, right? There's this deep knowing and it doesn't even necessarily always have to be deep within it. I've definitely heard the intuition speak from far away, but it's so clear and it's so rooted in this depth where there is no disagreeing with it. Ultimately we can still, we can try to disagree with it, but we're going to just continuously be confronted with a wall. And the more we move through our trauma, the more we connect into our wholeness, the more, we have access to this intuition, the easier it becomes to date. The key is to recognize when am I in that intuition versus when am I in this slightly or a lot activated, a really activated state. And that's what it comes down to is again, really noticing in the body, how am I responding? So if we bring this into this dating scenario, my first invitation would be, do I already have my profile set up? I know you guys have already. Yeah. You're like, so you're about to, well, my, my question was like, you're about to go on a date. Oh, date. Sorry. I thought you meant dating. Oh, like you're about to go on a date. What, what is my somatic practices to, so that my survival so that it's less likely that my survival mechanisms will take over to yeah. support me before the date, during the date and after the date. Okay. Awesome. Cause this can also be ultimately applied to swiping and yeah. okay, conversations yeah, too. Right. right. So I'll speak to the date first. And then if there's anything else relative to swiping, cause ultimately personally, I find the swiping component and like matching the scariest part than dating. Uh, That for me is, so I want to definitely go to both. Let's start with swiping. Okay. Because that's where I, that comes first. (laughs) Swipe first, unless it's a real person date for you. Exactly. Really. So you guys, one of your episodes that I listened to was the one on setting up your profile. And I really valued what you said in there because there, yeah. If you haven't listened to that, go listen to that. If you don't have a pro dating profile yet, because there's some real beautiful invitations on how to set your profile up in a way that's going to be more successful. So let's pretend we did that. So we have this bomber Thank you for profile. That. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. And when we're swiping before we even open the app, can we recognize what's happening in our body is, mm. you know, we're addicted to our phones. So we so easily grab to scroll or we're, you know, grabbing out of like the desperation of wanting to find someone. So the inquiry of like, where am I coming from when I'm grabbing my phone to open the app? Am I coming from a place where I feel connected, 
where I feel more in my wholeness or am I already in the survival energy? Am I already kind of like anticipating the grossness of online dating, right? And the laws so, of manifestation and, yes. and like, it, you're going to have a lot better luck when you're in the scenario A than B. Yeah, <laughs> the first exactly. One. So if you're not in A, if you're not yeah. connected to yourself, maybe pause before you grab your phone or before yes. you grab, open the app and just, yeah, what can you do? Maybe it's just think of that bigger circle of, okay, okay. I'm not in my survival pattern. I am also whole. Can I feel the survival pattern energy there? The want and the desire to like grab and scroll and like find, find someone and start talking. Or can I also feel that I'm whole? Can I feel my feet on the ground? Can I feel my butt in the chair? Can I have a sip of water? Can I look out my window? Whatever your practice is to kind of reconnect with yourself and then grab the phone and you, you know, you might venture a little more into some of that survival energy, but there's an acknowledgement there. There's a recognition. Okay. I'm coming a little bit from that place or not at all from that place. And then when you see someone that you, it goes both ways. Cause we can very easily judge people mm. by these five pictures that they posted or these few words or no words or bad spelling, or, you know, like there's so much in a profile that we judge automatically and ultimately, if we took our time and really sat with each, I mean, some are an obvious swipe left, like <laughs> guy with a unicorn <laughs> mask <laughs> on his head or, you know, <laughs> book over his penis, whatever it is, like <laughs> so many weird things out there, but, um, you know, but to actually stay and be with the profile for a moment and, and see what you sense, maybe there is some intuition that's kind of there. Maybe there is some instinctual response, but that feels like that whoosh. Maybe there is this like more survival-y pattern flavor, familiar flavor there, but to give yourself time to recognize what's there before you swipe left or swipe right. <clears throat> so to really be present with what you're doing instead of just be on auto swipe, right? Yes. And then once you do swipe right and there is that match, you know, what happens then? Because what a great opportunity for a survival pattern to kick in. Like I've definitely matched with someone and then thrown my phone down. I'm like, ah! oh no, no, I have to start the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> or don't have to. I don't, I personally don't like to be that person. If I match, I'm going to start a conversation. But again, that's going to bring in some survival energy and I'm going to maybe get nervous or move into like, what should I say? How, what do I need to how do I need to impress this person? What do I need to do here to, you know, come across as someone who's interesting, right? All these things can kick in. And again, just pause. Where am I coming from? Am I coming more from that survival energy or can I recheck in? And take all the time I need to really be in my experience. And it doesn't mean you're going to do it perfect. It doesn't mean your survival patterns aren't going to kick in, but to really be present with what you're doing. And then as the conversation continues, same thing. Keep checking in. I love this. Okay. Now, now before a date. Right? So, I mean, I love, I love meeting up with people in person. So for me, this is, um, I'll try not to get caught up in my own personal experience of it. <laughs> <laughs> so again, it's ultimately the same thing. How do we recognize what's showing up for us. So as I'm preparing, as I'm getting ready for my date, can I feel the nervousness? Can I welcome any nervousness? 
And this is one thing that I really want to encourage because we're so often taught to try to dim down or not feel or play it cool or have it all together. Um, but we're having a response. We're having, we're moving into some sort of activation, whether it's a healthy nervousness because we're meeting someone new or it's an old pattern that's being sparked because our body's reflecting on this time when I went on a date or these times I had to have it all together, right? There's these survival pieces that are probably going to be there. But the more we can just support what is showing up and be in it, give a little space for that nervousness to be there, welcome it. And can I still feel my wholeness, right? Let that kind of be this anchoring piece of yes, here I am. And here's my response. And it both are welcome here. And again, some of you might not have that wholeness piece yet, but just invite the invitation of that. And, and maybe if there's something you can do beforehand that actually allows you to access, like I feel very whole in the bath. I spend a lot of time in my bath, mm. um, but it's like, maybe it's having a really nurturing bubble bath before you go and playing some really, really peaceful or hard, hard expansive music, or maybe it's doing a little bit of yoga or maybe it like, actually, I just think of all the times where people are just rushing from work to a date and there's no in between to actually plug into self. Mm -hmm. So whatever that, if you can connect with that feeling of wholeness and like what brings you that feeling, maybe it's doing a meditation, maybe it's going to the forest. So like do that before the date. So you can touch your own wholeness before you go. Yeah. I love that. I mean, it can be as simple as like, even before this call, I mean, I'm at home by myself. I put on my favorite perfume, you know, like mm. there's just this, what can I do to access more of me feeling present here? You smell amazing. Thank you. I do. Zoom 4.0. each other's perfume. <laughs> totally. <laughs> it's definitely coming. <laughs> I had a dream last night that I was dating Eli, Eli Musk. I don't know what that was, but anyways. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Interesting, right? Very. I don't know. I don't know what that was. <laughs> but yeah, this just this opportunity to feel more of myself, to be present with self, to dress for myself, right? Yes. I, know, I, I don't know you well enough, Catherine, to know what you speak to, but I know Kate very much enforces this like, you know, I'm dressing for me. I'm smelling good for me. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm accessing more and more of my empowered sense of self, which is me and my wholeness. Yes. So yeah, it's, whatever that is for you. It's that recognition. Cause a lot of times people are Googling, like, I'm even thinking about the pain for me of dating advice in general, <laughs> like three ways yeah. to make him miss you three ways to get a date, which is, and then even like, oh, do this before a date. Cause I'm someone who could spend hours getting ready for a date and I was not in my body. Mm -hmm. So it would be the first exploration of making a list with, regardless of dating, like make a list of what are the things that help me connect with myself. Mm -hmm. Like start there. And then it becomes a choice point of what do I know I need to do to root into my wholeness before a date? Because there, I mean, and there's that in and of itself, like women who spend hours getting ready and are not once touching their wholeness. And I think <laughs> um, the difference is that all of those, all of those teachings out there about like, do this to get the guy, do the, it, it's all about the other person. It's like dress sexy for him, not for you. So exactly. that's the, that's the, 
the subtle or not so subtle difference here is that this is for you. And you're choosing to, everyone yeah. seems to forget that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but th- this is unbelievable. This is so incredibly valuable. So thank you, Nicole. Oh, yeah. So now on the date. I mean, ultimately it's the same pieces, right? How do yeah. I stay present with myself? How, I, how do I keep coming back to recognizing, oh, I'm moving back into a survival pattern and I'm like trying to impress or I'm trying to be some, put the mask on or I'm putting the wall up or whatever these pieces are that we love to rely on to keep us protected, to keep us safe, to make sure we don't feel uncomfortable, but to bring awareness into when I'm moving into that and can I back off just a tiny little bit to feel the discomfort that I'm trying to avoid feeling by bringing in the saboteur, bringing in these survival patterns. And again, the more we become aware of our experience when we're moving into these patterns, the more we can really investigate and get uncomfortable and see what happens when we do. And chances are you'll ride through a little wave and there'll be a very different connection that starts to happen. And it's a great, this connection piece with the other person you're on a date with is such a great measuring point. because It's like, okay, if I'm feeling connection here, like, deep embodied connection, which again, some of you might not have any sense of what that feels like. This might just be words for you, but there's this invitation we are looking for, which is connection when we're dating, right? And when we're not feeling that, then I'll, I'll inquire, like, am I not feeling that because I'm trying to protect myself because I'm moving into some of my survival energy or am I experiencing that? And what's that like? And is that me kind of moving into a little more of these instinct pieces or is there some intuition on board that's kind of saying something here, but just the curiosity of like getting to know the different qualities of these different pieces. And it's not always clear, but you're going to learn. You're going to learn about your experience. And I mean, all this is easier said than done when you're on the date and you're just in survival mode and you're just like, Oh my God. And then you reflect that. Go to the bathroom. Yeah, go to the bathroom, take a time out. (laughs) Feel your feet when you go to the bathroom. (laughs) Notice the sound of your pee. (laughs) Exactly. And that's the thing, like I find when we're so kind of caught up in survival, we lose track of our environment. We lose track of what's happening around us. So, I mean, that's an ongoing practice that can be explored is like, how often do I take a moment to just hear the sounds around me? How often do I take a moment to scan the room? Mm -hmm. How often do I actually look away because that's me self-regulating instead of needing to be so in this conversation, right? Mm. But just having, again, you can write a little list of what are the things I can do that allow me just to check in with myself. Am I here? Can I feel my feet on the ground? Can I see the trees moving in off in the distance? Can I notice that person walking by with their yellow jacket on? Mm -hmm. Just making a little list of little cues that you can remind yourself. And again, when you're deep in it, you're deep in it and you won't remember any of this shit, but whatever. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's all practice, right? It's all an opportunity to recognize how am I showing up? In what state am I in? What's driving the bus here? Yes. And, and, and one, one thing that I, I talk a lot about, but I think is helpful with this is, is noticing when you're in story about the other person, 
the, who, who you don't even know, like, oh, mm-hmm. wow, he's so great. He's this, or he's wrong for me, or he's he, 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 versus like actually just being like, oh, wait, how do I feel right now? Like, as he's talking, how do I feel right now? I feel anxious. I feel like, am I leaning my body forward or am I actually like in my body? Am I, how do I feel? Am I, is my heart open? Am I relaxed? Am I t- uptight? Like, and just, again, it's in the noticing that's so profound because it's really just a, a shift in focus. It's a shift. It's a tiny little subtle shift in your attention that can change everything. hundred percent. Like moment to moment. It's not like yeah. you shift your focus and then you're good. <laughs> you have to keep, I wish. You keep doing it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that kind of feeds into the after piece as well, right? Because that's when we can easily move into those stories and into yes. these fantasies or into should I text, shouldn't I text, like all these weird things we move into. And then same thing, just get curious about where you're at in this get to know yourself. And some of the best advice, dating advice I ever got was from Kate Harlow. (laughs) And it was use dating to get to know more about yourself. And then also refining what it is that you want and don't want in a relationship. But it's what an amazing opportunity to get to know yourself. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to come out like it's a magnifying glass. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then you have to actually look at it and then choose to do something about it that's the hardest part yeah, but. Exactly. <laughs> you know yourself means like you know stop putting so much energy and attention into the fact that there's no good guys left in Vancouver mm-hmm. or that there's no that that you know there's no good people on tinder or whatever like whatever story evidence you're collecting it's like that story it is it's currently the thing that keeps the power over you and stops you from getting to know you. I mean, that's a part of getting to know yourself, being able to objectively see the story. Like, oh, there's the story. Interesting. Rather than like the story is still going to be there. That's not going to go away. I mean, it might shift to a different story, but the stories will always be there. But it's like when we're not there, it's like before this awareness practice that it ignorance is bliss that we are the story we think it's real mm-hmm. and then and then you move into the phase where you see the story and you can choose to engage with it or not engage with it and of exactly. course like again it takes time this is not like that sounds easy choose to engage or not engage yeah it takes time and a lot of deep healing and a lot of commitment and and you know choosing over and over and over again but it's possible. It definitely is. So good. So good. And hopefully these practices are happening without, like, I keep thinking about the waiting. I don't take care of myself. And then now I'm going on a date. So now I'll do these things (laughs) rather than, you know, finding the, the why, like I keep thinking for me, opening to healing is our, everyone's initial spiritual awakening. Like that is the break in consciousness when like your true self comes online, even if it's like 0.0001% of your authentic self, like your authentic self makes the choice to enter into, you know, personal development or healing work. Like, and when that authentic desire guides your life, it then becomes the only way you want to live. And I, th- I think that's, that's our message here in, in the new truth. And, th- and that's the gift of so many people talking about trauma healing now and 
my main offering after today is like compassion is the guide home. And when for me, nothing brought me more compassion than body-based work. Uh, there was a lot of personal development that ended up making me hate myself more <laughs> because of things that I didn't understand or how things were so hard for me. And I, I'm personally unbelievably grateful for my trainings that, that brought me to this work. I probably maybe have somatic experiencing on my list in my lifetime um, since it's made such a huge difference for so many people. But may we all have a devotion to knowing ourselves, a devotion to being connected to ourselves, a devotion to being our authentic selves in our lives, because it's bigger than just relationship. You know, when I'm working with couples, this is the work I'm, I'm doing, right? Most of what's ending up in couples is two people full of stress and, and shut down and they can't find their way back to each other after years and years and years of being caught in the survival pattern. So it's not just learn this so that you can date better. It's learn this so you can live from your wholeness, no matter where you are, no matter what you're doing, and that you become anchored in the truth of who you are and see now from this episode that it's not mindset work. We are so grateful that you're listening to the New Truth Podcast, but this is something you're listening to. You have to embody, <laughs> embody the work. And I know you've got a program. Well, thank you. You have a free gift for our listeners. Nicole, do you want to talk about that? Yeah, sure. So there's a survival guide that people can download, and it just gives more insight into what your nervous system actually is, the different survival states also talks a little bit more on what trauma is. And I also include a few tools on how to really investigate how you can show up in more of this wholeness, more in flow, more in your truth. Right. And I love, awesome. I love the title of your podcast, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's a, a free download that I highly recommend y'all check out because yeah, we can all learn more from this perspective. And I, I couldn't agree with everything you just said more, Catherine, like there's nothing wrong with us. There's more this opportunity to really dive in and just get to know ourselves and get curious and discover more of what it means to be ourselves and all our mess. Mm -hmm. And yeah. to me, to me, the biggest gift of somatic work and knowing your nervous system and regulating your nervous system is capacity. Mm -hmm. Like I just, when Catherine, you were talking about relationships and it affects every area of your life and that who was coming up the most is moms, right? Like the stress moms have of these little beings that are constantly like, I need this, I need this, I need this, I need this. And like, they already have their own stress and their own like million things to do in their own and relationship and all these things. And most moms that I work with, it's like they come and their bucket is just full of dirty water and it's like overflowing. And then one drop goes in and the dirty water spills everywhere. Everything's a catastrophe. And that to me is just a really dysregulated regulated nervous system. And when you do this deeper healing and when you unwind all of the protective survival mechanisms and trauma, it allows you to have so much more capacity for what's what for life, for your kids, for your, like all of these responsibilities for all of these different relationships that require different things of us. Mm -hmm. So essential. 100%. And for those that don't know what regulation and dysregulation is, I talk about that in the webinar too, because I know Perfect. we didn't really dive into the survival so guide. Is, is it like a video? It's a, a yeah, a webinar, okay, recorded great. webinar. 
Yeah. And, and there's a worksheet and there's some audio record, audio recording. Amazing. And a self-exploration piece too. Yeah. And then my program is called Discover and it's all about moving out of survival and into flow and there's educational components as well as self-exploration and self-reflecting components and it's a self-study piece so people can go at their own pace and to me where the juice lies is the integration of all that we're talking about like you said Catherine like yeah you're all listening but or you can all be reading books and you can all be you know taking the courses but are you embodying it are you integrating it so taking you know taking another program (laughs) but to (laughs) take the program to teach you to start integrating and embodying this this work that's huge And then there's also a community aspect of that program, which is a month to month piece where every month I bring in guest people and we do weekly calls, we do check-ins, I do demo calls in that too. So there's the opportunity to do a little demo session with me and there's, yeah, community to me is everything, right? The sense of connection, we're in this together and we are meant to be connecting. Especially within especially mm-hmm. women. Yeah. 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 So more than one special romantic partner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the whole community. And I, I do my God, so much value. And I, I really appreciate that you brought that in about moms, Kate, because I'm thinking about, and also reminders that we all just went through a global pandemic and we're not actually totally out of it, yes. but this, this place of when you are, when I'm thinking of my mom clients who are like, don't tell me to do another fucking self-care practice and why we are, if we're already compromised and then it's like, oh, you know what you gotta do? You gotta meditate and work out. And like when I'm like full, the gift of nervous system and somatic work is you learn the small doable ways that nothing outside of you has to change in order for you to get back online. And we really honor that so many people have been struggling. So many people have been stressed. I mean, everyone's world got flipped upside down, especially moms who are working full time and then now are expected to put their kids in front of a computer all day. And my single clients who are have been deprived of touch for a year. Um, and the gift of this work. And, and so I'm, I, I really want to plug your, your program and the, and how it isn't going to feel, this is what somatic work and body-based work has done for me. It does not feel like another thing to do. Yeah. It is the thing that brings me back to myself rather than trying to get my external circumstance to change capacity. Absolutely. Is the word that's the sign of health, um, resiliency, ability to move through life with many things happening and not ending up burned out and stressed out and overworked and overwhelmed. But that, that plug that it is doable work, you get yourself back and it doesn't feel like another thing to add to your list. Cause we honor that some of you are freaking like the moms are like, don't give me another thing, you know, to do. That's not how it feels. And that's not how trauma healing ends up 
feeling, right? You, if it's working, more of you comes back online. It feels way more doable and you come alive. And, and for me, that that's the gift of the work. That's what I'm committed to. You be, you wake up in your own vitality and aliveness. And I'm so grateful. This has been incredibly value, valuable. I can already feel everybody sending these ep- episodes to all of their friends um, and people running to your programs. So thank you so much. And Thank somatic, you. I want to say too, the somatic work is like, I think of, you know, if a, if a, if a ship is out at sea and it, and it shifts just one degree, it could end up on a completely different continent. And to me, that's what somatic work is. It's so subtle. Like all the sessions that I've had with you, my favorite is those thing, those ring things, <laughs> those <that> movie <laughs> rings. <laughs> yeah. I want to get a pair of those for home, but but it's so subtle and so profound. It's like, you'll be asking me the most like gentle question with your hands on my kidney or something. And then I'll, I'll just like all of a sudden start sobbing and it like what an, a memory, like, it's just so subtle. It's not like you go for a massage and then you feel totally better after, but it happens over time. It's accumulative. And I love that there's now self-study work where you can learn how to regulate yourself. And for everyone listening, if you can get on, I don't know if you're even doing one-on-one sessions anymore, but Nicole does. No. Okay. Other people people in my program, (laughs) join her program and then you can get, but other people do virtual sessions as well as there might be practitioners in your city, but actually getting hands-on somatic work is so profound. And, um, I'm so grateful. I'm so happy to hear that there, that you're doing a self-study too, like that, that women can actually empower because that's, self-empowerment, being able to, you don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to keep paying a practitioner over and over again, but you can learn how to regulate yourself. Um, and, and it, and it's just, it's so subtle, but it's so profound. I had this friend who, when I met her, I'd never met someone, the tiniest human on planet earth. Like she was so petite, but so powerful, but also like very walled, like nobody got in. And a lot of people were intimidated of her, even though she was so tiny and she had a really traumatic childhood and she did somatic experiencing work for a year. She had, I think one session a month, maybe two sessions a month for a year. And then when I, I hadn't seen her in like a year and then I bumped into her and she was a completely different person. And of course her power didn't go away. Her, her ability to stand up for herself didn't go away, but she was so much softer and more welcoming and more in her heart. And like, there's just so many ways of being that we have that we can't break free on our own, like where you feel like, okay, I'm doing all the things right, but I'm still like in this energy. That's because it's your nervous system and your, your survival. And this is everything. So Go to NicoleLaus.com is Nicole's website. I've sent to your website to so many people. <laughs> I actually just put it on my Instagram, um, L-O-H-S-E. And Nicole is just, it's N-I-C-O-L-E. Um, and obviously you'll see it on this episode, um, but we'll link below her program and the survival guide and your Instagram. Is, is that just Nicole Laus? And Lowe's, yeah. Is it and- Lowe's? I say Laus. That's okay. You can say whatever you want. You say Lowe's? <laughs> I say Lowe's. Like a rose, but with an L. <laughs> I've always called you Nicole Louse. Okay. <laughs> I get lots of things. Louse, like good. a mouse. <laughs> <laughs> Annie Oodle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we'll link it all below, but definitely follow her. And you're so brilliant. You share so much on social media and like, it, yeah, just follow her. And this is the most important piece of the puzzle, it feels to me. Yeah. 
Thank you so much to you both and for everyone listening for wanting to inquire because that's that's the biggest piece is the interest to inquire and become more aware so thank you thank you thank you for all that everyone does yeah thank you so much see you soon bye bye hi it's kate thanks so much for listening to the new truth podcast for more of Catherine and I, come hang out with us in the New Truth Movement Facebook group. We are in there. That's where we're sharing all about our programs and our free workshops that we do. Um, you can come join us there and ask as many questions as you want about the podcast episodes, about dating, relationships, any struggles you're having out there. We would love to support you. So come hang out with us in the New Truth Movement Facebook group and we will see you soon.